Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. There was a new story earlier this week that caught my attention. I think it caught the attention of lots of people in this country, and it had to do, and you saw it on globalnews.ca, Chinese fighter jets buzzing a Canadian observer aircraft on a NATO mission near Korea. And they came within, the reports are, within 20 feet of this Canadian Forces plane. It's a prop plane, and it's dealing with jet fighters coming within 20 feet of the plane. I want to talk about that with our guest. Also interpreting the situation on the ground in Ukraine as we reach day 101 of the fighting between the invading Russian military and the Ukraine military, which has been punching above its weight, with the assistance from Western nations, as far as military material is concerned. One of the questions is how long will the West hang in? Will the West continue to provide the military equipment that Ukraine requires? There are experts who said we're not doing nearly enough. The West isn't de- doing nearly enough. Canada isn't doing nearly enough. That's what Rick Hellier told us, the former chief of defense staff in this country. Also, there's the question of getting Ukraine's grain to the rest of the world. We're talking about potential famine involving 100 million people. And it's been suggested that sea lanes be established out of Ukraine to get the grain across the, uh, the Black Sea and to international ports, can that be done? Vice Admiral Mark Norman is with us. He's the former commander of the Royal Canadian Navy and former vice chief of defense staff. We always like to speak with Admiral Norman about these issues. Admiral, thank you very much for coming on the program. Good to talk to you again. Well, good afternoon, Roy, to you and your listeners. And I apologize for... Uh... Being out of touch, I, I was uh, outside staining my deck, and I forgot to take my phone. So there you go. I'm glad I made it. <laughs> I'm glad you made it. How's the deck? <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm not a professional, but I'm doing my best. Anyway. As, as long as you didn't leave footprints work. when you were running back in to, to talk to us. No, no, no. I learned that lesson long ago. You know, okay. yourself. What do you make? I mean, you were at the, uh, at the sharp end of the military stick for, for many years. What is this action by China's military, the, the, the fighter jets, buzzing a Canadian observer plane um, on a NATO mission, jets coming within 20 feet of a propeller-driven aircraft? That's just a, that's a calamity waiting to happen, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, uh, it's unsafe. Uh, it's uh, unnecessarily provocative. And uh, fundamentally, it's uh, another blatant example of uh, uh, bullying. Uh, by China and this kind of behavior. What's interesting is that this is the kind of behavior we saw early in my career um, in uh, the 1980s uh, when we were dealing with the, then the Soviet Union. Um, and uh, it, it's not unusual, certainly for the crew that are dealing with it. It, it would be unusual because they wouldn't have seen anything like that in their careers. It doesn't make it uh, uh, any better, the, the, the fact that uh, it's happened before. It, it, it's wrong. And uh, as you said, I mean, this was a United Nations sanctioned uh, observer mission uh, there to uh, ensure that uh, arms are not flowing into North Korea. And uh, we have China, who who have continuously uh, exerted their increased influence um, and arguably uh, a potential dominance uh, in that region. And uh, it's uh, it's completely unacceptable. Yeah, Admiral, I want to come back to the China question in a minute if we can, but let me ask you first about Russia and Ukraine. It's day 101 now. 
when it began, a lot of people, experts, were saying, well, three days, the Russians will have Kiev. 101 days later, they have, according to President Zelensky, 20% of the uh, of the land mass in Ukraine. But the Ukrainians have been fighting valiantly. They've pushed the Russians back. They've created all sorts of damage for the uh, to the Russian military. They've been assisted by Western nations. How do you assess what's going on on the ground militarily right now? How do you see the situation 101 days in? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, you know, it, those who were predicting the early demise of Ukraine um, underestimated the Ukrainians. Um, and notwithstanding the fact that uh, the support by the West has been, uh, and, and I agree, has been less than it, it could have been, uh, they're doing a valiant job. What we're seeing right now, and we've seen over the last couple of weeks, is a, um, a refocusing um, of the efforts by the Russians, in particular in the eastern Donbass region, as uh, it appears that their their now uh, revised strategy um, is to uh, take um, basically a quarter, a quarter from southern Russia down into the Black Sea, uh, Crimea, and then it, it'll be interesting to see how far they want to go across uh, the north coast of the Black Sea and whether they want to completely isolate Ukraine or whether they're going to they're going to um, focus on um, the corridor that they have at the moment. And 20 percent of the territory, yes, um, that's, that will continue to be unacceptable to the Ukrainians. Uh, it is a vital 20 percent. It, it is uh, an industrial 20 percent. And uh, and as I said a minute ago, it is a 20 percent that represents uh, one of the strategic um uh, goals of Russia, it would appear, which is to uh, guarantee access to the Black Sea. So uh, this is not over. It's long from over. And uh, I think we're going to see uh, increased skirmishes. Uh, I don't mean to diminish the significance of what's going to go on, but we'll, I, I think that that's the nature of what we're going to see o- over the next few months. What do you expect um, Putin's ultimate objective is? Admiral Norman, do you think he he had an objective to really just push Ukraine to its knees and install his own puppet government, and now that's not working for him? Do you think he's going to look at broadening the the war and and uh, striking out into unknown territory? How concerned should we be about this? Well, um, far be it from me. Uh, to try and guess what Putin is up to. Um, many have tried, uh, many have failed. Uh, but uh, I think uh, what we're seeing here is a uh, an intentional refocusing of their efforts uh, in order to get some sort of win. Uh, and I think that of all of the things that um, are on his potential um, hit list, uh, checklist, if you would, um, some sort of win that he can declare uh, to the Russian people, um, uh, to himself ultimately. And I think that uh, you know the the annexation of those eastern provinces uh, might be um, something that that uh, he could he could spin uh, as a Russian victory. But of course, the West and the Ukraine. Um, we'll have different views of that. But that that's my thought at the moment. Admiral Norman, is there a concern, uh, and I know the, uh, the Ukrainian-Canadian diaspora has huge concern about this, do you have worries that the Western nations will start to lose interest 
uh, and, 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 and slow down the support for Ukraine, particularly if they're looking at energy concerns and food concerns, and Putin can step up and say, hey, I'll give you what you need. You just have to put an end to the sanctions. Does that concern you? Yeah, it, there's a couple layers to that. Yes, it does. Um, but at the moment, the indicators uh, that, that certainly I'm seeing are still fairly positive in that we're not seeing um, any potential um, loss of, um, of resilience by, by NATO and the others. And we're not seeing any indications of any kind of fracture. In fact, when we look at uh, the possibility uh, and, and hopefully the likelihood of um, Finland and Sweden joining NATO, and that that, that kind of broadens the, the, the support pool, um, not just materially, but it's, it, it sends a really powerful signal. And, you know, if you're in Poland and other parts of uh, Eastern Europe, uh, you're still dealing with um, massive uh, influxes of Ukrainian refugees. I mean, that's 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 an existential problem. It's a real problem. It's not a theoretical problem. Yes, at, at, at some point, um, the uh, economic impacts of all of this uh, will start to hit not just Russia, but those who are close to Russia uh, economically. Um, and uh, ho- hopefully, uh, the folks that are thinking this through are, are ahead of that. Um, and, and of course, you know, we can't really trust anything that Russia says with respect to uh, any sense of quid pro quo. Um, and I know uh, this week, you know, Putin is saying, well, you know, if you lift the sanctions and I can, I can help out with food, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, we, we've seen that Putin can't be trusted. Um, and I, I think it's just a convenient opportunity myself. Okay, we have two minutes, uh, Admiral. The grain in Ukraine would go a long way to feeding people who are going to be facing some very serious food shortages. We're talking about potential famine in some parts of the world before the end of the calendar year. Is there a way to create, and it's been suggested, a sea channel to get the Ukrainian grain out of the country and to the countries that need it and just, I don't know, what do you tell the Russians, back off? Is there a way to do this? Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of ways to do it. You, you could, um, you know, the, the Russians could could actually uh, come out looking uh, reasonably um, positive in the context of this if they chose to either um, back off and allow um, other nations to uh, escort the grain or to the ships to proceed um, unharassed. Um, there, there could be... Um, other mechanisms. Of course, the Russians are saying, well, if the Ukrainians remove their minds, then we're prepared to help, which is, again, it, it's, these are these are unreliable uh, comments by Russia. But yeah, there's absolutely ways that this can be done, and it needs to be done. Um, and, uh, you know, the significance of, of the Ukrainian um, sunflower, grain, and, and other uh, agricultural products uh, to other economies is significant. So, um, sadly, this is the latest in uh, the second order uh, impacts uh, of this of this uh, tragic situation. But uh, there are ways that this can be done, and uh, I'm I'm optimistic that we'll come up with a solution. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.